He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, the Tuesday, the Taco Tuesday. The uh, market is getting carne asada here this morning in a bad way. Uh, it's been uh, long overdue. The market's gotten really, really stretched here from a valuation point of view. And you get just a little bit of bad news. The CPI was a little bit hotter than expected. The Dow is down 535 points this morning. Everybody's gotten spoiled. They forgot what it's like to have a down day in the market. Uh, that works out to 1.4%. The Dow, which has been hitting new highs recently, 38,262. Meanwhile, the uh, S&P 500 is down 1.5%. 4948, goodbye 5,000. We're back below that, 4,948. The S&P's down 73. i got to believe that's the worst day of the year so far. NASDAQ uh, getting shishkabob down 278 right now. That's 1.7%, 15,667 uh, after visiting that 16,000 level for a brief moment. Small caps really getting slaughtered today. They're down 3.3%. Wow, that's got to be a big jump in interest rates. We'll look at that in a moment. Uh, The Russell 2000 down 3.3. Crude oil is up. Crude oil is up 39 cents to 77.31. Could have been a part of that inflation. A little bit hotter than expected inflation as the Middle East continues to escalate and heat up. Gold is down $26 today. Risk off 2007. Silver's down 66 cents. The 10-year, 4.27. It's up 10 basis points. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with the professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only, active, not passive uh, firm. And, uh, you know, look, in the newsletter over the weekend, Barry, I covered the fact uh, that the forward P.E. of the market had gotten up to tw- almost 21, 20 Yeah, we talked seven. a good bit about it yesterday. It's the highest level it's been in two years. And I said, you know, uh, to get it back to that 18, 19 range, it would take an 8 to 9% correction. Uh, and I also put in the article just what it would take. You would have to have a 10% position uh, in an inverse S&P 500, which would be SDS, uh, to stay flat and protect your profits here. Uh, but, you know, you obviously have to wait till that correction starts. Uh, is this the start of it? Well, look, it's been my experience over the years. I've seen a lot of earning seasons. This is my 25th year in the business, uh, four earning seasons per year. This is my 100th earning season that I've gone through. It seems like as earnings season starts to wind down, there's a there's not any catalyst to look forward to. It's like, you know, what do you got left? What are you going to do for me now? What have you done for me lately? I have seen a, uh, the market settle, settle. 
uh, as earnings season comes to uh, a close. We're not there yet, I mean, but we are two-thirds of the way through earnings season now. And most of your important companies have reported. Uh, and, you know, when you get up around that 20.7, uh, the big uh, investors, the, the hot money gets a little bit nervous. Uh, and it has a right to be nervous. And any kind of, uh, oh, scare. What was the scare today? Give me your take on the CPI. Was it really that bad? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's, you know, number one, it's not even the Fed's preferred inflation target, right, or number, right, PCE indexes. Um, so it would be interesting to see if those contrast at all. Um, the CPI weights certain things more than uh, than the PCE index. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a point, we're talking about 0.1%, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it came, came in, yeah, it came, I mean, so month over month number came in 0.1% uh, higher than last month at 0.3, and then, of course, the street was expecting 0.2. Uh, and also the year-over-year number, you know, it was the, the the psychology was to get under that three mark. I think that's what the uh, analysts have predicted at 2.9 year-over-year. We came in at 3.1. Um, you know, bottom line is if you look at the actual items, really it's, it was shelter that was up 0.6% month over month, which um, actually caused two-thirds of the actual increase of the, of the total increase month to month. So, What was uh, it? Uh, the shelter item. So oh, shelter. shelter. Went up. Give me shelter, yeah. baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> that, is, that, that is a good one. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, two-thirds of the, whole, of the whole monthly increase in inflation was uh, in shelter. The other hot item was was food. Was up point four percent. But overall, I mean, I don't I don't think it really really changes the dynamic very much. I think it's like you said you, when you're priced for perfection, any any kind of uh, you know uh, hot to, to the hot side number, and it could work the other way too, right? I mean, you talk about. Uh, if it was point one in the other direction, what do you yeah. think the narrative is on the market yeah. today? Right? Well, I think the bottom line is the market is finally convinced it's not getting a rate cut probably until summer. Now, here's just my boots on the ground uh, as I travel about town. Uh, I, uh, I'm i a youth leader in, in, in my church. I've pretty much been a youth leader all my life working with the young men. And, uh, you know, I was... We were going to a, a dance the other day. I was giving them a ride. And one kid works for uh, for Chick-fil-A here uh, in Mount Pleasant. And I was shocked to hear, you know, I look, I took my grand two granddaughters and me. Oh, I got yeah. a bowl of soup. The other kid got a 12-pack of nuggets, and the other kid got a sandwich. 30 bucks. Oh, at least. Yeah, okay. I, I asked my yeah. buddy that works there. He, he puts in 30 hours a week at Chick-fil-A. He makes twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, no wonder I'm paying thirty dollars yeah, for a not not bad not bad meal. hourly wage for it. And how old? Uh, what's the age group? What seventeen, sixteen? Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now the other thing I would say is, uh, you know, I mean, there's backlash at McDonald's because of the hike in prices. So. You know, I think I think a lot of the inflation is coming from the labor market, and it's been this drive to increase the wages of fast food workers. I was in a downtown office building in San Diego, you know, and right across the street, everybody gathered at Wendy's, which was about the only fast food that you could walk to from your office. 
And uh, when San Diego passed the $15 per hour ordinance on all downtown fast food, it closed the next day. The next day it was boarded up. So anyways, you know, I th- I, I think there's uh, some, some labor inflation uh, in there too. Okay, we've got earnings to talk about today. Coca-Cola, does anybody really care? Shopify, though, is a big one. Shopify, kind of a competitor to Amazon. And I guess Timu these days uh, with PDD, uh, we've had uh, our uh, QSR come in and report today. We'll get to that uh, and a few others. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get Cisco, uh, giving everybody yawn at the same time. We're going to get Barrick Gold, another yawner. Uh, Upwork, eh, okay, not much. And then on Thursday we get Applied Materials. Roku, we'll find out how much Roku lost, Coinbase, DraftKings. Uh, and then I think you can pretty much uh, figure that earnings season is pretty much at the end of the line here. We'll be about 80% done. And then the market has a tendency to settle after that. I'm just saying that's good. I have never laid that out and done a number uh, statistic to it. Of the last 100 earnings seasons, how many times has it settled after? I would just say more often than not is my recollection. Okay, here's the stock of the hour. we got to mention this before we go into the, our first break here. BMR, Beamer. Now, where I come from, a Beamer was a kid at high school driving a car that his parents bought him, and it was a Beamer, right? Uh, Beamer <laughs> Imaging was up yesterday. Today it's up another 46%. BMR, it's an Israel-based video technology and imaging science. But why is it up so much? Beamer and NVIDIA presented an automated process to transfer video libraries and repositories into this emerging format. This is done while securing video quality with an optimized bit rate and using NVIDIA's software, hardware, hardware, their, their chips. Now, one other thing on the, as it uh, relates to NVIDIA, do you know that NVIDIA passed Amazon yesterday in market capitalization? Yeah, Amazon. Okay. Think how big Amazon is. <laughs> NVIDIA passed Amazon. And Beamer get some kind of little collaboration this was like a one dollar stock two dollar stock flying under the radar all of a sudden it's a fourteen dollar and 58 cent stock we'll be right back today's best stocks now show you know at the end of the day the stock market there's a lot of math involved in the stock market simple math and uh, every time i hear uh, it seems like market commentators are more interested in telling me the story the story is one thing Uh, you know that was one of the uh, reasons why 
uh, I created uh, my own uh, app, uh, a spreadsheet that then eventually we made, took into uh, the form of, uh, you know, an iOS, an Android, and a web app to help me as a, uh, as a money manager cut through the garbage that I hear constantly. Uh, you know, I'll just turn it on for a few minutes, CNBC, and it's just, it's really sickening to tell you the truth. Uh, because I hear a lot of story. Once in a while they have a guy on that agrees, I agree totally with them and this and that. But for the most part, they're telling me stories and opinions when I trust, I guess, the numbers underneath the stock. And uh, one of the big problems that the market has right now is, uh, you know, highlighted here by somebody who knows what they're talking about, all right? Today, Citigroup, I don't know who their uh, their big uh, analyst is, uh, but this person is right, okay, or close to being right, and this is why the market needs to cool off. City calls for a 5,100 S&P year-end target. They like AI, fintech, and infrastructure. Okay. What did the S&P 500 hit yesterday? It hit a new all-time high yesterday. Okay. The S&P 500 was just like 75 points away from the year-end target price, Barry. Yeah, it was what intraday, wasn't it? Didn't hit around five. Uh, was it five thousand fifty? Five thousand and forty-eight. Yeah, that's it. So it was fifty-two points. So what are we going to do the rest of the year? We got ten months left in the year, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Can I take the year off? We're done. Sell everything. But that's a problem, you see. You know, when the, when the mar- and I've been saying this now for now that doesn't prevent the market from doing uh, un um, logical things, illogical things. It does that all the time by saying, you know what, we're just gonna we're going to uh, you know we're going to snub our nose at the current forward P ratio of the market. You do that at your own uh, you know your own risk there. So anyway, strategies who are just continually putting money in, right? And uh, you know, from that instance, right, you've got uh, you know really propping up the market, right? Because you've yeah. got you know money that's just going in just because, right? Right. Not with no and, real. You know, I would add one more part to passive strategies, non-managed accounts. Now, a lot of people might think that somebody's watching their portfolio that they're actively managing it and uh you know if 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 something gets very very expensive and it's time to cut that position or if things start to fall apart like they did at Tesla and someone's there to protect you from a big law I would just say that the vast majority of money managers out there are not managing your account uh they may be good at putting you into stuff uh, but they're horrible uh, at uh, then being being uh, vigilant uh, and managing that portfolio. So, anyways, uh, there's uh, Citigroup with the five thousand one hundred, which is not too far off from uh, my uh, 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 target price on the S and P five hundred. And uh, like I said, you know, it would take a seven to eight percent correction in the market to get us back to uh, a nineteen. Uh, forward PE in the market. 
PDD, they're finally coming clean here on who PDD is. This is in Seeking Alpha today. They are trying to woo U.S. shoppers with millions spent on six Super Bowl ads. Six. Now, I don't know how much those ads cost. It actually seemed like more than six, but yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's like during the actual game or because I feel like I saw every every break. I feel like well, I saw, a 30 uh, second spot was selling for seven se- million. Yeah, seven million, right. And uh, they may have spent tens of millions of dollars. Now, you can't tell me that somebody wasn't subsidizing that. I mean, a company selling $9.99 stuff on uh, on Amazon can't afford to spend that kind of money. So, you know, somebody was, now this is a Chinese company. It would seem that somebody's uh, subsidizing those ads to take a heck of a lot of market share away from uh, American companies. Arista Networks. Okay, there's kind of my report for the night uh, or the day. There's several other big ones. Arista, they're actually buying into this sell-off, and it doesn't surprise me at all, because when I do the math on ANET, A-N-E-T, it still has 90 to 100% upside potential over the next 12 months. This has been the number one ranked stock uh, in my app for weeks, which is very unusual. Listen to this earnings report. I guess their sales might have been just a little bit softer than expected. It was the forward guidance, and which, but it was still really good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know, which is like not good. It's like not good enough. It's uh, it's that price to perfection. So don't forget, a big piece of the AI puzzle is the data centers, and that's where super microcomputer comes in. SMCI, which hit a new all-time high yesterday. That's where Arista Networks comes in. A N E T, which hit a new all-time high yesterday, uh, at 280 per share. So, I mean, look, a blowout was priced in, and they didn't get the blowout. Instead, it was just an um, um, uh, a terrific report with sales up 21 percent, 21 percent. And earnings up 48%. Uh, this company has gone from $21 a share seven years ago to $266 per share. It's one of the biggest winners in the market. And to be honest, it flies under the radar. I don't really hear uh, uh, these uh, so-called experts on uh, CNBC and, uh, and Fox Business and Bloomberg and all the rest. I don't hear them talking about Arista Networks. They'd rather talk about Cisco. And I doubt that many of the wirehouse firms have their clients uh, in uh, Arista Networks. They'd rather have Cisco because it's a more recognizable name. But, again, it's one of the very best players in uh, in artificial intelligence. And my best stocks now app is not political. Uh, it doesn't listen to CNBC. It just crunches the numbers. And the other thing about it, it's a relative system. It's relative, okay? It doesn't know the difference between a tech stock uh, and a canning, a food canning stock. It doesn't know the difference between a a drug stock uh, and a garbage uh, company that collects the garbage. It just looks at the numbers. And uh, Arista, like I say, has been one of our biggest winners uh, here over the last year or so. Uh, and, uh, you know, even though it had a little bit of a soft report, this stock was about, it was down about 8% not too long ago. They're, they're buying into this sell-off. It's down only 47 right now. We'll be right back. 
This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second half of the uh, Best Stocks Now show. Well, let's take a look here. This is another issue I have uh, with the market here. <laughs> Bitcoin tops 50000 for the first time in over two years amid a spot ETF momentum. My problem with Bitcoin is there is there is not any math you can do to 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 uh, you know come up with some kind of valuation on it. It comes down to supply and demand, and uh, that's difficult at best. Now I realize with all of these ETFs coming out, that's that that has created demand uh, to fill these ETFs because there's people, there's money pouring into these ETFs. How do they? How do they? What do they got to do with that money? They have to invest in Bitcoin, uh, but it's. To me, I don't know. It's just a house of cards. It's almost like a Ponzi scheme where uh, it just continues to go up and up. And, uh, you know, it's a game of chicken. Who's going to back out first? And uh, I just don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. But you yeah, do what Matt, you want to do with it. I don't like it. I don't have a good feeling in my gut about it. Yeah, and math, I mean, you hit it at supply and demand, you know, mathematically, right? It's, uh, um, you know, it, it, Mathematically, you know, theoretically, right, it should only go up since it, uh, since it does, you know, it's got the halving coming up, right, so there's going to be a lower supply over time. Uh, the question is, on the demand side, right, do people, you know, do, you know, it, it, essentially it becomes a currency, right, uh, just so you can make the argument against, you know, fiat currency, right, right? you could make the argument against, you know, uh, Bitcoin as potentially, you know, some form of fiat currency, maybe one that you can, Move around easier around the world, but it's still, um, you know, got to be backed by the idea, right? That someone's going to pay you more for it later on. That's what it is. It's the old, uh, you know what? You just hope that somebody will, uh, there's always a sucker that will buy it at a higher price until that runs out, okay? But, you know, in the meantime, on a relative basis, it's outperforming the stock market by a long shot. That's probably not a good sign because that, you know, bubbles are made of stuff like that. Also, uh, just like back in 2000 when you had the bubble in the uh, dot-coms, 2008, you had the bubble in the housing market where people were camping out overnight and getting a, getting a house with uh, practically no money down so they had no risk or skin in the game, uh, only to try to hold on to it for three months and resell it to another person that would come along and pay even a higher price until it ends. It's a good thing, but when it ends, yeah. it's not pretty. Yeah, it's okay. a gauge for people's appetite for market. You know, to, in my opinion, right? For, for it's an appetite for risk, right? You look at well, you yeah. know, Bitcoin or you know, uh, you know, biotech names, right? When the market gets a little stretched, right? Uh, you know, typically, 
you know, biotech's another one of those things where it either you know it, it drug either gets approved and it gets paid you know pays off and goes to the moon or it goes to zero right and so that's another great gauge of just the overall risk level yeah. in the market investor sentiment is is, right. is tilted heavily and pegged pegged at greed right now and uh, you know it can flip very quickly to fear uh, and uh, you know you just have one day here but i think this is an oversized move to the downside on news that was not that significant and uh, you see the kind of panic you know out there cuz people know that they're out on a limb okay coca cola reports with a dud fizz flat not bad sales up 6% Eight percent, actually, eight percent. That's not bad for a a, a quarter of a bill, trillion dollar company, uh, the Atlanta-based company. Seven percent uh, up on uh, earnings, but pretty much in line uh, with estimates. It's pretty hard. The math has caught up to Coca-Cola a long time ago. Uh, it's been a very stodgy performer. You go back five years, and it was a sixty-dollar stock. Today, it's a $60 stock. That's what no growth does. Uh, or slow growth, single-digit growth. Uh, you could say, well, you're getting a dividend yield here of a 3.1%, which isn't bad. Okay. Well, I can get uh, 4.5% on a uh, on a two-year treasury right now without uh, any risk. So anyways, uh, you're not going to find Coca-Cola in a best stocks now portfolio. I don't know that I've ever owned the stock. Okay, here's a little hot one, Datadog, which is actually a very good software stock. Uh, but, uh, man, I'll tell you what, whew, they're buying these sell-offs in these software stocks. Datadog was down like, uh, let's see, when I did the, when I looked at it earlier this morning, Datadog was down about 15% or so uh, as they came in with, earnings in line and re- their revenue beat by 21 million but this is kind of indicative of you know i mean where the strength in the market is uh, datadog is now positive positive by 1.4 percent uh, after being down quite a bit uh, it was down 14 percent in, uh, in, in before the market opened and now it's positive so they're buying the uh, the sell-off Okay, another one that came up a bit short was Shopify. Let's see what they're doing there. A little bit. I've seen buying coming in. Now, I can see that on the the uh, on the charts. Okay, when you look at just today, the high and the low and where we are right now, it's come way off of its low, uh, and it's only down 8.3% right now when it was down about 15% uh, at one point in time. They're buying the dip is what that's called. Now, Shopify is a very expensive. For that reason, it's too expensive for my taste. P.E. ratio, 122. Uh, forward P.E. ratio, uh, 129. Uh, and I don't like the fact that they're going to make a dollar eight this year, and the projection for next year is a dollar seven. But their earnings were up 386%. Uh, and their sales were up 24%. This is still one of the great stocks of all time. $105 billion in market cap. Uh, you go back five years ago, and it was a $30 stock, and now it's an $82 stock. But it is way off its high. 
I mean, remember during COVID, Shopify was one of the uh, in the right place at the right time stocks because it was sit at home, can't locked up, can't go to the mall, whatever. And yeah, people had in, in business, you know, brick and mortar, uh, small brick and mortar companies had to, uh, you know, small businesses had to move, had to quickly get a web presence, right? Yeah, and Shopify went to $178 a share only to hit $23 two years later. That's how uh, irrational Wall Street can be from time to time when it comes to valuations. Uh, it got way overpriced, then it went clear down to 23 then it ran back up. Uh, it's a volatile thing because of that, uh, that, that valuation on it. But it is down 8.3% today uh, on uh, some big volume. Okay, here's the next one I want to check out, and that's the Burger King Popeye's. It's down 3.5%. It kind of picked a bad day to report earnings with the Dow down 450 yeah, points. Right. But I thought it was a pretty good report. Their revenue beat, uh, their earnings beat by just a little bit. You know, I don't think that the results of the turnaround, I mean, it's a slow process to turn a company around like this. Uh, you know, he was at it, Patrick Doyle was at it with Domino's Pizza for almost a decade. And uh, during that time, Domino's Pizza went up like 2,300% or something like that. I like their 6% increase uh, in comparable sales. Tim Hortons uh, led the way there. But I still would say that you're in the very early stages here uh, of a turnaround play uh, at restaurant brands, QSR. You know, I always like to kind of have one or two turnaround plays uh, in my hip pocket, in my portfolios. Uh, and uh, that is my top pick as a turnaround play right now because of Patrick Doyle, who came in and turned around a bad franchise, Domino's Pizza, uh, and, and and investors in him made a fortune. And, you know, he's tur- he's got a bad franchise to deal with again. You know, Barry, I walk into Burger Kings. They're always, they're disorganized. They're not very clean. I don't know. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that 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 business for, you know, with foot traffic and everything else. I mean, and, and you know, workers, right? The the biggest, the hardest part is just you know finding um, you know good help a lot of times in those uh, in those uh, industries. And you know, if you can if you can do that, right? Then um, then you you kind of uh, are able to hit it out of the park. I mean, use yeah. Chick Fil A for example. Yeah, right? I think I mean, that's it. You got to have a trained staff, well trained, right? Like in and out burger and not. Understaffed. That's the other problem. Yeah, right? that's another problem. Yeah. And getting people, the turnover's got to be incredible. Then you got to teach them how to make a candied bacon whopper. You know, <laughs> on day one. All right. Well, we'll take a look underneath the surface of the market. Where's the damage being done? We've come back quite a bit on our side. I don't know why. We do have some inverse funds. Uh, about three of them out there that are doing well today. That helps a little. We'll be right back. Final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show, where there's not a lot of best performers now in the market 
today uh, with uh, the hotter than expected, slightly hotter than expected uh, uh, inflation CPI. The Dow is down 493 now. The Nasdaq's improved quite a bit. It's down just 195, uh, and the S&P is down 1.2%. Now, looking underneath the surface, let's check the Nasdaq out. In, NVIDIA, surprisingly enough, NVIDIA is actually positive. I see that. You know, that's one of the reasons why we've come back yeah. a lot from where we were this morning. I don't know why Biogen was ever put into the Dow. I want to say it's in the Dow. Check that. Make sure I'm right. I believe it was at one point. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's still there, but it never has. It was a, a winner in the market like 10 years ago. And since then, it's just been a very dull, no pipeline kind of stock. It's down 6.3%. So it is a big player in the NASDAQ. It's the biggest loser in the NASDAQ is Biogen. Uh, and yeah, Amgen's the one that you were thinking of. Oh, are you added. sure it's Amgen yeah, that was put yeah. into the? Well, yeah, it's, it's not Amgen much better. Now. No, no, exactly. No, That's what I was thinking. Is you, you, I could see where you would put it. Okay, so that, Biogen. That one's down 1.6% uh, today, by yep. the way, Amgen. <laughs> getting clocked. Hasbro's getting clocked. Believe it or not, Hasbro's one of the 100 NASDAQ stocks. Illumina's not doing well. Marriott's having a bad day. That surprises me. That stock's been hitting new highs recently. Uh, Marriott's down 5.7%. Uh, Walgreens, which is in the Dow. I would rather see Amazon than Walgreens in the Dow, but that's just me. Yeah, Honeywell's in there, too. That's another just, I'm just looking at the list of names that are in there that I forgot yeah. is still in there. Honeywell, it's, Travelers. Uh, yep, 3M. Uh, Cisco. Okay, Walgreens is down 4.5%. Not a very exciting stock. eBay, a big-time stock of yesteryear. eBay's down 4.5% in the NASDAQ. Uh, Analog Devices down 3.9%. I'm not seeing any of the big tech names. Here's Micron down 3.5% today. Uh, so those are the losers. Those are the 3% or more losers in the NASDAQ. On the positive side, there's a few, not many. Not a lot. Insight, which is a uh, a biotech, which I want to say was spun off by DuPont many years ago. NVIDIA is up today. Can you believe it? NVIDIA is up 1.2%, and, uh, you know, it's our... It has a big influence on us overall because it's our biggest position uh, along with there's two of them that duke it out on a daily basis, NVIDIA. What's our other biggest position? They just reported uh, last AM, AMD. Well, AMD is up 0.41%. That's one of the only other positive. Uh, yeah, it's up a little bit. O'Reilly's up 1%. Uh no, it's uh, Lily. Lily, okay. yeah, Expedia uh, is up yeah, three quarters of a percent. AMD's up zero point four. So you got AMD and Nvidia actually up. Now let's broaden out a little bit here and look at the S and P five hundred today. You get a hotter than expected inflation report. That's going to impact the highest PE stocks the most. And it's going to impact uh, anything that doesn't do well in a rising interest rate environment. Uh, because you've got, you know, we're at 4.26. We haven't been up there in a long time. That's the highest we've been in a long time. So you got, let's see, VF Corp down 9%, Haynes Brands down 8%. 
The REITs are getting smushed today. Vornado Realty Trust down 7%. So I would say, you know, the, the, the REITs, uh, the utilities, uh, which, uh, you know, and then, of course, the insurance stocks are the beneficiaries of higher interest rates. Kohl's is down 6.6%. The lithium stocks continue to just get smashed. Albert Marley down 65 Etsy down 6.2%. I saw Etsy ran a big ad during the Super Bowl. Uh, they continue to struggle. Very thin margins at Etsy. Etsy. Uh, Under Armour down five. Boy, the consumer stocks, consumer discretionary. Nordstrom's down 5.3%. Uh, Enphase down 4.9%. Caesar Entertainment down 4.9%. Comerica down 4.8%. A lot of damage there. And not very good stocks, though. All right. And then Arista's down 4.4%. That's one of ours. We always admit to winners and losers, but Arista's been one of our biggest winners of all time. I think it deserves a spot on the on the wall of fame uh, that I have. Waste management's having a good day. I called it a garbage stock recently. It's up 4.6%. It's breaking out to a new 52-week high. NVIDIA is gaining a little steam here. It's up 1.4%. Uh, how met aerospace? Uh, which we owned in our emerging growth. That's an, that's been an amazing stock. Look at the chart on that. That's a new all-time high. HWM. They're in the aerospace business. Uh, you know, as a supplier, a picks nice and shovel. Right, right. It's totally hitting a new 52-week high. I should have never sold that thing. Uh, they had a very good report. Sales up 14%. Earnings up 39%. That's HWM. They're headquartered in Pittsburgh, New York. I didn't know there was a Pittsburgh, New York. Uh, who do you root for if Pittsburgh's playing the, the uh, Giants? Anyways, how met aerospace? All right. Well, finally, a sell-off day in the market. Uh, we're doing a lot better than the market. That's all I can say on a relative basis. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, we're exposed to the market uh, pretty much here like everybody else. Uh, you've got a P.E. problem in the market. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, irrational exuberance. And uh, like Barry said, I think that's evidenced by the big run in Bitcoin. Uh, that's always uh, kind of an indicator of the fear and greed meter, which is definitely pegged at greed right now. <laughs> Uh, so you know what? You've got to actively manage your portfolios. You've got to look at all your positions daily. Uh, I've talked about inverse funds. We currently own three, I believe, as a hedge. Uh, and uh, at this point in the game, I think the two-to-one inverse funds make a little more sense because you don't have to commit as much money uh, to them. But you know what? You've got to watch this very, very carefully. This is only day one, really. Uh, of a of a sell-off in the market, and the market's been going gangbusters here all year long. Give us a call at 855-611-BEST. If nobody's managing your portfolio, 855-611-BEST. Uh, start off with our newsletter to see how we've done with our portfolios, 855-611-BEST, or GundersonCapital.com. That's GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 